Christian, how are you? Excellent, Stephen. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So you just came back from, where did you come from back from? What were you doing? I was in Spain. I was doing an, uh, a, a master class, an illustration master class in Spain. And how long were you away? It was just two weeks. So just enough to get settled in terms of a, the time difference. And then, you know, right when you get comfortable, you have to go back. Did it affect your sleep? I'm dying to know. I know. I w- it now did. I- you did? It did. Of course it did. It's did you a get, six you, hour time difference. So you didn't so, get your eight hours of sleep? No, I didn't get my what eight hours of get? sleep. What did you get? I want to know. Well, in Spain, this is a different situation because they do the siesta thing. Oh. Yeah. So tell me so about So they that. take four hour naps in the middle of the day, Stephen. Four? You had to take a four hour nap? Well, you don't have to, but I mean like restaurants close, establishments close, and things don't open again until seven or eight. Stephen, oh. you would thrive. I don't think I could survive four hours. I, I, I definitely would be up before four hours. What would you do if you got up before four hours were up? What would you do? Well, what you, could you do? You diddle around, do what you usually do. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well. Okay, but you also you said you said you I think you said to me earlier that you didn't have Wi-Fi, right? So did that affect the airplane mode and all that stuff? Right. Well, for one of the weeks we were in a very rural town, and yes, there is no internet whatsoever. So of course that affects a lot of things. You're. Yeah. It's like back to 1999. So you're still trying to get used to the problem with the sleep, right? You're, are you back on schedule? Did it take I, you a long time? It took me about four days. I'm back on schedule, though. No. But how are you, Stephen? How is oh, your sleep? Okay, yeah. well, how has it been? It, well, okay. My sleep, you, this is our, our daily thing, right? Our, our monthly thing, whatever. Our, our, our podcast thing. So, um, well, it's, that's a, it's about the same. If I could say in a scale of 1 to 10, it's about a 7. It's, it's not gotten worse not gotten too much better i still have my like sleeping cycles i rarely get more than five and a half hours of sleep in a row so but every time between podcasts i always get advice now i will get people sending me information my sister and then my friend aaron sent me information so i'm gonna there are two things that I i find fascinating that i one on one that's on in my corner which is very interesting. I don't know if you saw this. It was in the New York Times, I don't know, about a week ago, said that people going to bed early and people who are up in the middle of the night are now considered unsung heroes. There's been a new study that says that people who function the way I do at four in the morning have a little bit of an advantage. And there's a whole article about it. I found it's very true. I you didn't Google, read this. You could Google New York Times. And, and, and Aaron sent it to me. And I, I don't know if I totally believe it, but it was it, it shed some light. It, it basically said that people, you know, it's, it's the exact opposite of what you would think as you grew up. The fact that people, you know, you're not going to be productive. nocturnal or not productive. You know, and that there is always going to be an issue because, you know, nothing ha- else is happening. How could you possibly be productive or get anything done in the middle of the night that would be worth anything? But the article said that there is possible evidence to this and we should look into this. Well, the Times should have interviewed you because you seem to be wildly productive. You know, I never thought of that. Maybe I'll contact the, yes. uh, the writer of the Times and see what he has to say. Absolutely. And then I got it. Here's another thing. Okay. I, ha- I haven't gone back to the Nap, Nap York because they've been, they've been under construction. There's, been, there's maintenance there for like every time I want to go. They, say we're, we're, they send me emails. Now, now I'm on their email thread. So I get Nap York. We're referring to the, Nap York, the, the Nap on the Go uh, location. Yeah, the pods thing that I was there. They, I, I, in there but it was very uh, – 
it was excellent. But then I haven't been able to. It, the schedule hasn't worked. And when I wanted to go, they said we're under maintenance. We're we're cleaning our pods or something. I don't know. So so I don't know if that's exactly right. But I couldn't go. It was closed. But it is normally open twenty four seven. I think I mentioned that. Uh, my sister then sent me another. I think my sister sent me thing about this CBD oil. Oh, CBD oil. Okay. Yeah. And she, yeah. Okay. Everybody here seems to know about it. People are giving me the thumbs up. So I haven't tried it. They said something very helpful. You, you know what CBD is, right? Tell me again what well, I do. It's but the, it's the the sort of medicinal qualities of tea, of marijuana minus the THC. So you sort of take the good stuff without getting high. If you call that the not good stuff. <laughs> I don't know. What would you call that? I'd call it the good stuff. Oh, there you go. So I, it, it, you think it's something worth trying? I mean, everything's worth trying. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah. What would what would be the beneficial? Uh, well, it would relax of that? you. It would relax you without getting you too stoned and high. Uh huh. Listen, right? I've never actually done it, but I do know people. I think no who matter have. what I do, I still get up after two and a half hours, and then I go back to bed. Then I get up after three. So it's the continual sleep issue that is still, you know. I don't know. Maybe I need to go away like you went away. Yeah. And maybe I should try the four hours. I think you should try Spain because I'm telling you that they sleep. They don't sleep. They stay up late. They eat dinner at 10 or 11 at night and they wake up, you know, maybe. Well, you know, you would wake up early, but they'd wake up at maybe like 10, 9 in the morning but and then they go, go to, to bed at 10. When do they go to no, bed? Probably, oh, well, mid two in the morning. Yeah. One or two in and the they morning. Go up at eight. Yeah. I mean, 10. So it's two to yeah. 10. And then they take a four hour siesta. What time? The siesta usually began at around 3, 3.30, and then things start to kick back up again around 7 or 8. And you were part of, part of, you yeah. part of that. And you it was no an problem. adjustment. It you, was an adjustment. I was say, you know, you, I thought it was a sort of not so serious, but it's real. The siesta is real. Restaurants are closed. Like, if you're hungry and it's 4 o'clock and you're in Madrid, good luck. Do you fall asleep, though? Do you actually sleep for those four no, hours? No, I didn't sleep, no. Okay, but they my, do. Yeah. All right, something to think about, I guess. It, well, you should try it. Why don't we have a siesta here in New York City? We should. We should you change the culture. Have a siesta at, in New York at 4 p.m.? Yeah, Everybody impossible. goes and hibernates Impossible in New York City, well, right? No, I don't know. I don't know. Something maybe... I know you should try taking that oil and then also try the, the four CBD hours. oil. I don't yeah. know, maybe. Um, anyway, so it's the eleventh podcast. So we have a, a, a guest, award-winning, I believe, an award-winning performer. She's been on Broadway. She is a, a, a phenomenal writer. She has a one-woman show. She just closed in many incarnations. I saw, which is fantastic. And I saw, and I was awake. Actually, I can actually say to say to say that because I saw it, and I had take actually I take a nap beforehand. And then she also recently also was a writer and was a co-star in a um, musical. Uh, about Harvey Milk, which was also phenomenal. And I saw that twice because, honestly, the first time I saw it, I was not totally present for most of it. So I went back to see it. I said, I am not. And I saw the whole thing. But I did get to see two of the two different performers who played one of the leads. with the fantastic. So anyway, without further ado, I welcome Cheryl Stern. Hi, Cheryl. God, such an introduction. That was like, woke me up. (laughs) (laughs) Were you actually asleep just now? No, because I have my Starbucks latte with me. Is it um, the uh, pumpkin latte? No, that's gross. It's just a, a regular soy latte. Anyway, when did we meet? Do you remember? We met in the 80s somewhere, but that totally dates us, doesn't it? I would say mid to late 80s. Used to play all the auditions. And then we we worked together and you wrote things that I sang and we were in many things together over the years and I'm gonna tell you something because the first time I noticed that you had any sleep issues was somewhere a while ago it wasn't that long ago though and I've known I'd known you probably 20 years and had no idea I was doing a reading at the York 
of a musical called the Boynton Beach Club. Was that? Yeah. You can see the audience very well because it was just a reading. I don't think the lights were out. And you're sitting next to my husband and you're sound asleep. And I was like, what? What is Steve Silverstein doing? He's sleeping in the middle of my big number. (laughs) I remember being so upset. But then we had a conversation about it and I learned that this was your pattern. Well, not a good pattern, but yes. So you were really mad at me. Well, I was until I knew. And then many other events, I'd see you, and but I'd be like, he's having a little schluffy. It's okay. <laughs> Not necessarily okay, but I appreciate you understanding it. But what, one experience I totally remember was um, I went to see Boys in the Band at the Transport Group. And basically, it took place in a, in the, in a living room. And because um, all of those all of those shows, he does like environment friendly. So, um, so, <laughs> so... <laughs> The actors are literally like we are, right next to each other. So we were like literally performing, I and mean, they're performing, and we're literally right around them. And so you got to be careful now because you can't. They're going to be right here, seeing you sleep, right? Do you remember that? Do you I remember? totally saw and, that production. Yes, and I was. There. I, Do you we remember there telling? The same I night. was there. You told me, Stephen. You are you sure you're going to be okay? <laughs> you literally said that you. to me. Yeah, you were very See, worried by about now me. Now I knew all about. Yes, it. you did. Did you? Did, so and, and I was. I, no, I wasn't. I you was did in and pretty out. well. I was again up and down, up and down. But anyway, I thought you'd enjoy that. I'd enjoy remembering that because you were like, you're like, are you sure you're okay? Because I know the director of that piece, and he requires absolute rapt attention from everyone in his audience. Well, he, he should. Yeah, yeah. Very upset when he thinks people aren't paying attention, and I didn't want him to get upset with you because well. I knew it wasn't. Like you were being rude or bored. It was not rude or bored. That is exactly right. Um, now you have had some sleep issues recently, but you're up also like me. I'm up a lot. You're up a lot. So like <laughs> I will be and I will be up at five in the morning and I see you up and or I'll up at two in the morning and you're and we've had literally like coherent conversations on the internet. Back and forth, this and that, this and that, talking about school, talking about stuff we're working on. But then you get up and you do something I don't do. You get up and then you perform in a one-woman show. Or you get up. Do you tell everybody what you've been doing? I've been really busy. I I, I just work a lot. And so that's a good thing that I wouldn't complain about. But it it deprives one eventually of sleep due to stress and many things. Um, So I have a recurring role this season on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Which is very exciting. So I shot a few episodes. The second episode I shot, I had to get up. I had to be there in Brooklyn at Steiner Studios at 5 a.m. That is so antithetical to like how this human works. Because it meant getting up at like 2.30 and then I called the car service and I got in the car. And I literally was in hair and makeup at 5 a.m. Which is very common in television. You just do that. But by the time I was finished with my big scene and I'm doing close-ups with Rachel Brosnahan and I'm giving her, feeding her her lines off camera, I was fading. It was 3 in the afternoon. And I hadn't really eaten and it was bad. I mean, I was good for the earlier part of the shoot, but by three o'clock, I needed the siesta. Yeah. I think I need to live in Spain. It makes total sense. But so that was just a rare day because I do not okay. get up early unless oh, oh, I absolutely have to okay. for, for so a then booking. So that's the answer. What about and so Yes, then, but so, it, okay, it's getting so, worse. Let's just so, say that. So tell me how it's getting you worse. You want to hear how it's getting worse? Yeah. All right. Uh, so I, I always have been a night owl because I'm a theater person. We all go to bed, you know, one Maybe that creeps up to one thirty, two after you've done a show. You know, I come home, I eat, that's bad. But then I stay up. My husband is usually, he used to go to bed by 12, and I would be up myself. And watching. your husband's a, a musician. Yeah, and, and, and he's a musician, business. so he's night owl-ish, uh-huh. but yeah, yeah. better than me. So I would stay up watching HDTV, doing whatever, 
and now it's that's escalated to like I'm up till three. That's not good. You're up till three in the morning. Sometime, or the other thing that happens. This is rare. This is what happens when stress impacts these things. We all have stress. We're all in show business, whatever. Great. But I have um, a mother who's 96 who must speak every night to me. So I talk to her around 1030 or 11, and it's usually very intense and somewhat exhausting and stressful, even though I love her madly. And I fall asleep the minute I get off the phone. I'll talk to her like in, in, in the bedroom and then I just have to like pass out. So I pass out at like 12 o'clock, 1130, 12 o'clock. I s- get up at two and that's why you're seeing me. I'm up at two again. And so I'm you up, do what I do. You basically I'm go to bed at 1130 yeah. and then you get up at two. And I'm getting up at two and, and I'm staying up till three years. So three and then you go back to bed. Trying. Trying to go back to bed and mm-hmm. then you get up at what, nine, ten? Whatever I have to when for have if to, I have an audition right. at 10 o'clock, I got to get right. up right. at 7.30. Right, right. But, but, but what about during the um, during about the sh- musical? You just did. My musical, Letter to Harvey mm-hmm. Milk, which was which running. Which was a very successful run yeah, here so off Broadway. Which you co-wrote and you were in. Yes, I was. A good plug for you. Thank you. That was a beautiful thing. It's a very short show so your schedules keep shifting this show is only an hour 15 minutes so instead of eating dinner before a seven o'clock curtain which is totally bizarre to me to eat like at five so I would come home and make dinner at 9 nine thirty, which is so now I'm really up late right because I've just eaten a disgusting <laughs> feast at 10 o'clock well, right so that's that, what started right? now my husband's staying up till two three in the morning this is not good, I don't think. So what is do you, it? I, no, I don't think it's good. Well, what are you doing? What are you doing to fix it? Do you want to fix it? I think I want to fix it because I want to be healthy and happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not unhealthy. No. And Okay, we all know this. It has to do with the damn phones. Oh, right. It just does. And that's old news. I mean, I'm sure every ten ep- in every episode you've talked about this. We've you talked can't about get t- off the damn phone. I'm in the bed. And I, and that's when you find me. But it's not the phones; it's it's the internet. Facebook, it's Instagram, it's all that. But lately, I've actually seen people, and I don't, I do not respond, I do not engage. I'm doing what. Yeah. That's healthy. I have no social media. I don't use I any Facebook, any Instagram, any Twitter. No, it's consuming. They're consuming you. They're just sucking you in. They're right. just grabbing your attention, and they're not paying you for it. So you think to solve you think to solve Cheryl's problem, she needs to just stop all social media, but she can't because no, she's no, 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 no. If I mean, no, people need social media. It's not something that you know, especially in the arts. You know, you've got to get your right, work but out so there. Then you need it too. But the point is, with Cheryl, if she, we need to, we, you know, help me out as well. What are you going to do though? Uh, a break. Take, could you take a social media break? I could. When I was promoting my solo show last month, I could not. I had somebody working with me, and I was like, and he was like, "You're not like, you're not, you're not um, liking all the followers, and you're not following them back. Get back on your phone, you know." So yeah. This, but now I think you, uh, yes, I think during take a certain periods media. of time, you have to take a social media break. But the thing is also just to go back. You have this one woman show, which I want to tell. We need to tell everybody what it's about, and then. Harvey Milk and then the TV thing. So not only do you get up early, not only you have all this pride and problem with sleep pattern, but you're also engaged your mind in all these different creative ways simultaneously. So that must also be exhausting to get. See, I don't. I do that too. I guess I. I do you think I do that? Christian compartmentalize work on various things at the same time, but I don't think like that. 
mean? Because like I recently, I recently worked on the um, uh, High Holy Days, so I was working on some music for that. So that was my brain went there. Then I was working with this casting director on music, and then I'm working at the school. But it's not what Cheryl is doing. You know, three totally different things. Well, there's more too because I'm teaching, and I think <laughs> that's what I, during the day I'm booking students of different ages and nationalities and, and needs. And I get very engaged in that and care a lot about that. So there's that element at the same time. And I do believe that part of the sleep issue is the multitasking and that the brain is fracturing in so many ways. You know, a little piece of tranquilizer is not going to put you to sleep. It just doesn't. I totally agree with that. I totally agree. Tell everybody again a little bit about the original musical you you were involved with. Okay. I wrote a show called Shoes and Baggage. Uh, It's an autobiographical piece about my sort of odyssey down the rabbit hole of shopping and shopping addiction with famous people, friends, and family. That's my elevator speech. Um, and uh, it is an intense journey sort of out of the madness. And it's kind of become a sort of movement now. And so I spend a lot of time on Instagram and I'm posting uh, vlogs about my crazy experiences and how I'm learning to undo that and become more mindful. So that's taken up a lot of my um, passion. And my wheels are always turning with that as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I should do a one-man show of sleep or stay awake, the monologue. Stay I awake with Silverstein, the uh, musical. Uh, no, no oh, the musical, one-man show. Yeah. I don't sing, though. Remember, Christian, oh, I, can't, I can't sing. Well, who would you want to play you, <laughs> No, I, w- You need somebody to play you. Do, yeah, uh, you could do it. Okay. No, no, I th- you right. could do it, actually. <laughs> um, okay, so tell everybody a little bit about um, how you got involved with um, the television thing. The um, uh, I, you know, I auditioned for the show. I had originally auditioned for the pilot to be the mother who was played by Marin Hinkle, who was completely brilliant. Um, and I looked at that show and I said, I, ha- I have to be a part of this world. I just have to. It's, you know, late 50s, Upper West Side, Manhattan Jews who go to the Catskills. And I was just like, I love this world. And the young woman leaves her husband. And I'm telling you the story of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Like, you don't already know. But it appealed to me so much. It's an amazing show. It's on Amazon Prime. Season two will, beginning, will be beginning sometime before the new year. Uh, so I had auditioned for this pilot about a year ago. Didn't get cast as a mother. Wasn't really right for it. But along comes an episode uh, recently and my agents went we just submitted you for something it feels so right for you and I didn't even know you know that it was so right until I kind of took a look at it and I went in and I read for it and I ran into that day Julie Halston who was reading for the same part and she said Cheryl this is yours <laughs> <laughs> Julie Halston is a fellow comedian and performer and stuff girl so wonderful but it's like it was just like weird it just sort of had my name on it and um Sometimes those things happen. So it, it, it was a real gift. So the woman here who gets up at 3 in the morning now, the woman who gets up at 5 to go to the Marvelous set, Marvelous, uh, what's it called again? Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's a, it's a tongue twister. And the woman who is involved as a writer and a co-star in the Harvey, Letter to Harvey Milk. Three things. I'm, I am impressed that you have not had any like more like sleep issues than being tired at 3, a, 3 p.m. That's incredible. I just have a lot of energy. 
You're, li- you're literally performing all day. I guess so. Yeah. But the, see, now here's what happens. So uh, I, a year of just running, running, running all, all the time. I'm like a rat in a maze a lot of times. And I finally say to my husband, okay, when this shoes and baggage closed two weeks ago, I was like, we have to go away. We have to get away for a few days. And I love lakes and I love swimming. So we rented this house up in the Berkshires on a lake. One day of happiness swimming in the lake and feeling calm and just sleeping and feeling just things are slowing down. Next day, trip on the dock, break foot. See, she breaks her leg. Yes, we can't yes, see. But you, why, don't you, why don't you drop the boot? <laughs> so end of relaxation. But I was in denial. I wouldn't go to the emergency room because I just wanted to stop. But then I realized... I'm, you know, I'm, I'm relatively cosmic and the universe and this and that. As a person, you know, I do believe in things happen karmically, et cetera, but not obsessively. But with this incident, I kept saying before we left, I just need a break. I just need a break. <laughs> it's the and universe. you got a break. Yeah, I broke my foot, yeah. but I had to slow down. And I know that. And every one of my friends, the minute this happened, went, well, you know why you did that. Mm. It needed to happen, Cheryl. You needed to get off the frigging train. There was just a, a li- little translation issue with the universe, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, a little bit. Yeah. But you got the break, yeah. and and but and you're still going all over the place. But you but are you getting more sleep? Um, for a while I was the first couple weeks because I was just exhausted from it. Like when you lug the big boot around, you realize what it's like to have any sort of handicap disability as it were and it is exhausting to try to get around the city so I was very very tired very fast and I was sleeping really well actually now that I'm getting a little bit better and I just did two auditions today already and ran around and now I'm here with you now I'm my same wired ridiculous (laughs) I'm sorry about that (laughs) it's all good cool Cheryl was also on Broadway. I got to see her most recently, maybe I'm wrong, in Lacage. Yeah. Was that the Lacage Faux revival with Kelsey Grammer? Yeah. And she sang The Best of Times. Am I right? I played Jacqueline, the club owner, and I also played Madame Dandon because I covered both of those roles. And then I went on tour as Madame Dandon. So, yes, it was an amazing year. A Tony Award winning musical, Tony Award winning director, best actor. It was, it was the best of times. So would you care to, to enlighten us with a little bit of a song for us? Sure. All right, cool. Anyway, we're back with Cheryl, and Cheryl is going to perform uh, uh, something that, that she's going to adapt. I think maybe adapt for me, she said. Maybe. 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 We'll it's see. It's an improv, kid. It's an improv. This Here we go. Scary. Dear Stephen Silverstein, I am writing this to you, and I hope that you will read it so you'll know. My heart beats like a hammer. And I stutter and I stammer every time I see you doing your fabulous podcast. I guess I'm just another fan of yours. And I thought I'd write and tell you so. God, you made me love you. I didn't want to do it. You woke me up to do it. You made me want you. And all the time you knew it. Oh well, just screw it. You made me happy sometimes. All those shows we did in the 80s, they were good, right? You made me glad when you played my auditions for free. But there were times, dear, 
You make me feel so bad when you fell asleep in the audience. You made me sigh for. I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want to tell you. I want some love. That's true. Yes, I do. Did I do? You know I do. Give me, give me, give me, give me what I cry for. You know you got the brand of tickling the ivories that I die for. You know you made me love you. Thank you, Cheryl. <laughs> You'll always be my favorite 3 a.m. conversation. Oh, my God. See you on Facebook tonight. Yes. All right. <laughs> that was awesome. Be sure to stay awake with Silverstein. Check us out on Facebook and subscribe to us on iTunes. Stay awake with Silverstein. Stay awake with Silverstein. Sit back, don't nap, and listen to Neurotics Yap. You'll never find him catching Z's. He's always at the piano keys. Stay.